0: What's up everybody and welcome to the Muscle Business Podcast episode 3 and today we are here with Spence. Now I'll give him a proper intro in a minute but basically Spence is going to talk to us about the whole footballer slash entrepreneur slash fitness clothing deal He's you can tell us all about it but before we get into that you can see we have 4 cups of coffee in front of us again. All right. Not and Ryan over here is happy about it, but we do. And today's coffee is courtesy of the Canary Coffee Company, uh, French Roast. Yeah, smells decent. These. these three guys have ruined it next to me because they've put milk in it. Uh, Steve, tell us, what's the deal with the coffee?
1: Right, uh, so this one we've got a French Roast, uh, which is known to be one of the stronger roasts. Um, rivaled maybe by Italian, but Italians prefer slightly less harsh. Um, just because it's French roast doesn't mean to say it's uh, produced in France or roasted in France. It's just a case of French people like stronger, slightly more bitter coffee. Uh, so we've done a pour over today because it's come to us uh, already ground. Um, but the, the way they ground it makes it more ideal for a pour over really. Uh, you're quite right, normally pour over would be black. You wouldn't normally have milk with a pour over but mainly because pour-overs are better suited to, like, the Indonesian type of blends. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is quite a strong blend. Uh, I've not tried it yet. I've not had any sugar in it. I've not put any syrups to it. So we'll get a fairly good idea of just how bold it really is cool amazing
0: and as Steve has neglected to mention to those of you that are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcast comes in an awesome bright yellow canary pack which is exactly the reason why Ben bought it because he (laughs) is suckered in by packaging and we'll talk about packaging when Spence comes on but yeah we'll give uh we'll give the coffee a review in a little bit when uh, we've all had time to kind of sip it including the guys that aren't big on coffee so yeah so Spence um obviously thank you for coming on and talking about well hopefully talking about the whole you know football and then socks right now socks are crucial to football I know but making socks selling socks and wearing socks are different things so if you can just give the, give the people a quick little idea about kind of football, uh, the level that you play at and kind of, yeah, tell us about the journey. What's the deal with Pro Gear UK?
2: Yeah, so it probably started off when I was at university. Um, so during my second year, so me and two other friends, we kind of always wanted to do an idea in terms of within sport. Um, but obviously we know in terms of playing, probably you're going to have 10 years and especially the level. So I play semi-pro at Chippenham, so have an income from that. Um, And I started thinking during university when I do retire and finish playing what can kind of fill the void of the money I'll lose for that um, to try and then keep me ticking over so I don't actually see a financial loss but when we kind of butted heads probably it was only we all obviously finish uni after three years and then come together and one thing which was a common theme when we sat down and discussed was okay we want to go into a clothing range and it was just getting into the nitty gritty what exactly we wanted to have a main focus on. And at the time, it was just quite convenient. I suffered really bad with blisters um, when playing. And I just thought to myself, okay, obviously there's certain blister passes and things like that, but is actually a comfort sock or a performance sock initially to use to stop that? So that was like the initial thought process. Um, and then that's when we came on to the idea for like a performance sock, because... Um, there's certain elements that people have kind of brought out, but I think a key focus I wanted to look in terms of like a business standpoint was having a focus sock which ranges across all sports and all variations. So it was kind of linking it to, yes, obviously you're playing football, okay, but then how can we link it so it can link to rugby, if you play tennis, cricket, weightlifting, all those kind of sporting platforms um, to basically go when you get changed, what's like your go to attire to training, essentially, which you think in terms of your performance that's your go-to and it's gonna help you out. So that's where the initial thought process comes into it.
0: Cool. It's nice, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I'm not just plugging him, because he, he, he's sat there, believe it or not, <laughs> but I mean, I've got a few pairs. Um, I love them, because they've got the tacky bottom yeah, pads. I got, I got, yeah,
1: I've got, I got one as well, and- my favorite, great. Every time I do deadlift sessions, my favorite. Yeah, yeah. they're great for
0: pool day. They're great for weightlifting. Yeah. They're awesome, aren't they? And they do come in funky colors because owes me a pair of pink ones. I do. He, I he do. hasn't them. They are yet. coming. Yeah. So <laughs> evidence. Okay. Spencer said they're coming, and well, I'm still waiting. <laughs> All right. We'll find them soon. But no, they're really good for that. But obviously, yeah, it's just a translation in it. I mean, I guess like first, you know, not to be an awkward, question, but someone's got to ask awkward questions. So, we talk about the money side of it. Yeah. And is three guys here that sat here run businesses and understand that we talk about semi-pro football and that provides you with an income and we're not going to be cheeky enough to ask you what that income is yeah. but what kind of level are we hoping you know i mean surely when, when you start a business most people hope that it grows to the point exponentially where it provides you with more than just a gap plug and stuff like that yeah. so um are you at the point yet where pro gear is kind of providing a good little bit of income or is that still a few years off
2: no yeah definitely so Obviously initially we wanted to start off with the first six months, we, wanted obviously, we obviously had to dip in our own money first to get us off the ground and we said if we can essentially break even within the first six months, yeah. then fantastic for us in terms of like our starting standpoint. Um, it was brilliant for us after the first three months, not only had we break even, we, we had already started to make a profit nice, from what we generated. That's impressive for three um, months. Yeah, so it took us by surprise. Um, because obviously we wanted to get things in terms of like our social media platform, like our media for them. Um, we wanted like the website up and running because it was quite frustrating at first because we, we had the stock, then there was a day delay in the website. And we didn't want to launch before that went live, um, but it was quite funny really in terms of when we started to tell our friends and family about it, and obviously the relationships me and my other two partners have within sport, the word got out just through people we knew, and it was we were quite t- taken back by just through our relations with other people we were already close to breaking even with the first stop we had just through people we knew let alone rather even launching the website so as soon as we got up and running we were very happy in terms of obviously as soon as that initial kick off there was a great boom Um, and then obviously after that probably three four months it started to dip off which we expected it to but then we did so well within that three months that we were probably three months ahead of schedule if that made sense so we kind of had that leeway to fall back on but Looking at it now, because we're from when we started the journey, we're only just approaching the year mark from when we actually got our first stock in, which I'll tell you about. That it was quite funny in terms of the processing and um, and samples we were getting at first, um, but it's fantastic from where we started, and we have already started to see that profit within the business, which is fantastic.
0: Nice. I mean, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, most people that watch this will have an understanding of. Um, of how long that process can take, sometimes to actually, to actually yeah. start turning profit is sometimes for a lot of businesses. It's a two-three year process. So the fact that you've got there for a year—that's that's unreal.
2: Yeah, because we we thought to us, we even said to us, we're going to probably take a potential financial loss for the first few months, mm-hmm. bearing on the stock we're going to have and how much we, the time frame we have to probably get our next stock to what we want to put into the business. Um, and the one thing we we said was quite not concerning, but. We ran out of stock so quickly from our first initial bolt, what we had, because we didn't expect it to sell so quickly. Mm-hmm. So the demand was there, which was great for us, but it was then trying to keep up with that demand for the customers, because we were doing so well, and that's, I think that's, looking back on it, that's probably why we had that slight drop off. Because yeah. we didn't want to take such a big risk with stock, and thinking, yeah. okay, get the quantity And if we've ordered like 500 socks, and we only sold 100, in terms of our evens, would have been a quite financial loss. Yeah. But the fact, I think our first order we had was, around 200 pairs of socks, and we thought that would last us at least six months, and that was, like I said, gone within the first two to three months. Um, so we were great, and then we were just thinking to ourselves, right, we need to get more stock in here ASAP. And then, yeah. to be fair, with our first suppliers we went through, then there was obviously probably a process of like six weeks for it to come. Mm-hmm. So it was then us within that six weeks just trying to generate content, so to speak, to yes. kind of tick us rolling, um, rather than the stock demand not being there. So as soon as the content kind of rolled out to people, they were invested in it. We could then advertise back and stop. we've got this coming up. And again, it just started to then take off again, which that's was brilliant.
0: Mean, that's good, I mean, risk aversion, hamster wheel. So like yeah. obviously no one wants to roll the dice and hope they get six because they might get one, but actually you need to roll the flipping dice. And most of the time, yeah, you, yeah. you look back at it and in hindsight you think, God, that is a risk. I, I should have definitely been less risk averse. Yeah. I should have just gone yeah. for it, but you know, you live and learn and you guys are in a great position. So no, I mean, that's awesome.
1: So do you, pre-order sorry do you pre-order the stock and then sell or do you sell and then order
2: yeah stock? so we, we initially um sell then order that was like our first initial process but where it was selling so quickly so we've got into a habit now every like six to eight weeks we kind of assess where we're at in terms of stock and how much we're selling per month and thinking okay because last month we had to generate like four weeks and said okay we need more in just based off how busy we were. Yeah. And then we assessed it literally a few days back and said, well, okay, we can probably got enough stock to last us the next six. So then we know we can process probably the next six weeks to get another order in. So it's great So turn around normally around two weeks for when the processing may, which is quite quick because initially it was like that probably four to six, which we had to accommodate and plan for, but we've managed to like plan a little bit more advanced now. So we're, we're probably just got to the point where we should never be out of stock. Um, which is obviously a great thing for us. Yeah.
1: yeah. You still using the same initial supplier? Yeah. Or have you gone out to it? Yeah. yeah so
2: the same initial supplier, because I think at first they were a bit reluctant because I think the demand of what we were asking for, and I think they were reluctant to give us the quantity if we're not going to sell it in terms of their time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now, from how well we're doing and the amount of business we're giving them mm-hmm. through it, I think they're quite happy to try and keep up with the demand, of what yeah. we're asking for, which is brilliant.
0: That's nice. Are yeah. they, do you mind me ask? The UK, they elsewhere. They're elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're
2: um, they're over in China. Who we use? Because that's a that's
0: a crazy. Because the only reason I ask is like I've got a few different business interests and a few different things, and one of them involves shipping in. Yeah. From China, and obviously it's a di- it's a different product entirely. But. Um, the, the lead times, obviously, even with rid- forget COVID, the lead times are ridiculous. Yeah. So, for you to have that kind of lead time coming from Asia is that's rapid. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <'cause, laughs>
2: that that's why we try to get in the habit. We kind of preempt. Send so me their number yeah. <laughs> to say, we're probably within the next two weeks, we're going to probably make an order with you guys. Can you kind of start to process it? Mm-hmm. And then they kind of gives them that leeway of two weeks. That's when we speak about like four to six week gap. We yeah. make the orders with probably two weeks prior but we already kind of preempting the say yeah. within this next two, three, That's we're gonna be, idea, ma- we're going to be yeah, making yeah, an yeah. order just to get you guys up to speed. Can you get your packaging ready? What we've got from you guys, can you get the, the these are the colors we want and the main ones we're selling yeah. Yeah. Um, to kind of pre them them because of demand. Because what we've probably done each month as well, the quantity we're ordering probably slightly more just because we're selling more. So each time per color, we're probably including like an extra 10 to 20 pairs. Um, and again, we just want to try and help them out so they can help out in the future. So mm. I think a big thing, because the idea I spoke with the lads, we would love to go over there and see how they make the socks because they. They've sent us like videos and them being processed and made. and It looks amazing and awesome, and we would love like a business trip to go over there and see them and meet it's them because more
1: tangible. Yeah, yeah. So it's,
2: it's all great. You know, phone calls like through emails, WhatsApp. WhatsApp, WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic, but I think to be able to go there, I think you can even appreciate a little bit more like the hard graph they put in to try and help us with our product. Definitely.
0: I mean, we had. I don't know whether it affected you, but we had the uh, shout out to the Suez Canal. We had that when we were getting our last container in, and ours was one of the ships that was in the backlog. Um, and it, you get the, the we had the marine traffic app to keep watching the ship, and every time we opened it, there was just no fucking movement at all. So for about four days, I was sat there just sweating, watching this container that I knew my container was on that ship, not going anywhere. Did that that stuff affect you guys? Did you have anything?
2: We haven't had anything like any that. Such wood, nothing like that so far.
1: Yeah. God. Using the, rocks, using the yeah. wrong shipping company, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, chat, to, chat to Spencer's. Um, How far do you think you're off from ordering containers container full of stock?
2: Like In terms of aim, we would like to think maybe so, like another year, I would say, I think, where we're currently at. Um, because speaking with the lads in terms of process, we always kind of looked at it as like a, like a five-year plan then to like a 10-year plan and like keep assessing it. But again, we're looking at changing it in terms of the plan and model probably monthly just based on how potentially well we're doing. Um, so yeah. we kind of got to assess what we're doing. But like the initial phase was like, okay, this is where we wanted to be in like five years in terms of like, like container shipping. And the idea was to potentially have like a store um, in, in Gloucester setup or something like that. Um, that was like the aim and initial plan. But, so that was like our five year picture we wanted. So we will just probably assess that um, from where we are. But like I said, if it happens in two, three years, then great, but we can only go off kind of like monthly from yeah. how we assess in terms of our sales
0: yeah. at the moment. That's good. One of the, um, one of the members, I, I mentioned you were coming on, right? And one of the members, because me- members always give you the best questions because they don't know you, they've got no loyalty to you. They're just like, huh. Oh. And one of the members basically looked at me and they went, socks you just gonna talk about socks for an hour I was like no it was like the guy you know gave him a little bit of ins and outs and they had a really cool question and basically one of the members wanted to know when you started doing this mm. and you basically had that conversation with a few of your teammates where you were like hey guys I've got this new venture and they were like what is it and you were like socks uh, what was the reaction like did you get did you get ribbed did you get the, the <laughs> usual kind of or were they actually all quite a, a quite of, supportive yeah <laughs> so I think my actual
2: football friends who I actually played with. They get it. They they got it, yeah. And they were quite supportive. And they said, great idea. And then they would go on to like, they've had other brands and they said they've had blister, they've had holes in wear and tear, they would wash them, they would discolour quite quickly and things like that. When I spoke to my away from sport friends, they were like, what the hell are you doing? Like, well, <laughs> absolute <laughs> ridiculous. You've. Because they know I've tried to think of like a business venture for like probably a couple of years. Yeah. And they said, you've come up with socks as an idea. <laughs> and they, they just couldn't grasp the concept. And it's funny, really, like the, my one friend, he's like an electrician. I said, look, I'll give you a pair. OK, this was like when we were starting early. And even just where I'm at in terms of day to day comfort. Okay, yeah. And even to this day, he still sends me them. He wears them. He works. He said, right. I, he says, I get it in yeah. terms of your vision, what you were trying to do. It buys into the concept yeah, and the ethos of now. That's the thing, I think unless people actually try it, okay, there, people are right and wrong to their opinion. You like love it, great. If you don't, okay, that's your opinion. You're entitled to it, you don't have to. But I think when someone's actually invested and actually tries in what you're actually selling to them, hmm. okay, they, then I think they can start to understand the concept a little bit better. Because like with my football friends, um, a lot of my, my teammates now, it's great for us in terms of content because they wear them, so we have a lot of... Um, pitcher taking at games so it's yeah, good for us yeah. to promote for media um, and they love them like they said they yes they got affiliation to me so they feel like they, they don't they don't feel like they have to wear them because they actually want to wear them which, yeah. which is great for us as a product because that was one thing I wouldn't want to force someone who's like close to me to wear them just because it's my product I actually want you to wear them because I want you to think it will enhance your performance and age you in terms of your sport um, and it's great the feedback we've had of like friends and then my other friends who play sport and like they said, they're, they're glad they have the product and they actually wear them, which is great. That's cool.
0: What was the story you told me about the two lefts?
2: Oh yeah, so that was absolutely hilarious. So, um, so obviously we got our first stock, um, and obviously that's when I went on like, my WhatsApp groups and I spoke with friends. I was like, look, first stock's come, I buzz in. Um, and this was before like, the website was launched. So we had some stock, but we couldn't sell it. So I thought it'd be a good idea to, Give, give to friends and they 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 bought them and they invested like yeah we're happy after yeah, the first pack yeah. anyway gave them out to like five different friends feedback yep yeah, couple of yep yeah, brilliant loved them wore them my game last night they they made a fark difference um, and then the, the next day my mate sent me a photo and he said you're having a laugh aren't you and I said what, what are you on about and he sent me a photo and it was two socks two lefts Because obviously on our socks we've got left and obviously half left, half a right. And I'm like, oh my God, I said to her I'm so sorry, I don't know how that happened. I spoke to the supplier I said one of our socks you gave us has got two left, and they just said this was a fault on our end, on the pretty sorry. And he found it absolutely hilarious. He was like, "Just thank God it was one of your early crops." You're, well, he was yeah. one of my best friends. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "If it was going to happen to anyone, it's a good job it happened to oh, yeah. him rather than guy." Because, like I said, it would have been so embarrassing to. It's
0: not that pair that you posted out to Neymar. No, yeah. I <laughs> like,
2: what well, we're giving someone like, oh, because obviously one thing we looked at doing is obviously to help promote content. Um, I'm quite fortunate enough to have like quite a lot of professional athletes um, in the football game, so I, I've just sent them socks to kind of where is like, it's, okay, can you use this on like your social media platforms just to kind of tag us, get the name out there. And it would have been quite embarrassing to send it to them and if they got like two lefts. Yeah. So I'm glad like that kind of incident didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but it's great that I've got like those circle of friends as well which have generated buzz. Cause yeah. it's interesting using, they say like influencers so to speak, but you do see if they post something it does boost an engagement in terms of either sales or in terms of like a following behind you, which I think has helped us initially, especially get
0: up and running with the business. Yeah. It's finding that sweet spot though, isn't it? Between influencers that actually are going to provide you with engagement bang for buck and return, yeah. and influencers that are basically just going to pull your pants down, take a ridiculously large sum, and you're going to get nothing in oh. return. And there's tons of them. Think, so you the
2: right ones... Oh my God, the thing what I can't believe, we get it probably on a daily basis of people contacting us saying, I do this sport, blah, blah, blah. blah. I will represent you. We get it on like a daily basis. We're like, yeah, great. And then they tell us what we want to pay them. we're like, okay, you've come to us for our product, but you want to pay us X amount. Just you to wear them. It's yeah. Like, not the chance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so, so many people try and get a buck from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we are we, we we to acknowledge them, but we delete most of them. We just think kind of, we don't even know you, for an no. example. I think that's one thing we've done quite well is the people we have tried to influence with the business who we know. We're quite close to, yeah. So we know they can help us in a positive way, and we know we're going to kind of get in the return on like the ground what they're putting for this rather than
0: other people coming we have nothing about, and they like you said, they're just trying to make profit from us. That's, That's what they true. do, they and, and they get away with it with 10 or yeah. 12 little businesses that don't know better, no, and they get cut their 100 yeah. quid out of it. I, I,
2: I feel for like people starting off when they don't really have the now and the niche to know about it, mm-hmm. and like like you said, get their pants pulled down, and they end up being a financial loss rather than a gain, what you want from like an influencer to try and help with your product.
1: One of the uh, warning signs for that is I get contacted maybe four or five times a week for the same thing, <coughs> but I've noticed that a lot of them have less than 30 followers yeah. to their account, yeah. so you know for the fact that... You know, sure, but you,
2: you can gauge it quite quickly, can't yeah. you? Like when yeah, you go yeah. on the profile you think...
1: And the way, um, they, the, the way they message you, the words they're using, yeah. uh, you know, is, is good English or is it uh, Street English. Yes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You could tell no. if it's like a
2: copy and paste job, they've probably yeah, yeah. like yeah, sent yeah. it to like 30, 40 different people around it, but actually yeah. personal to your business. Cause that's one thing I've found when you look at profiles, have they actually researched your product to yeah. try and help rather yeah. than just see like, okay, they got quite a good following. I'm just going to message them what I've messaged loads of different other companies. Yeah. Okay, have they actually got a main interest and they actually invested yeah. in what you're doing?
1: I get phone calls offering the same service. And the first thing I say to them is, so what is my business? Um, so you're not going really, to really research what my business no. is. He's like, oh, uh, you're a cafe. N- no, I'm not actually a cafe. Nice guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, guessing, nice guess, yeah. dickhead. Try again. Yeah. So that, that <laughs> straight away kills the conversation. If you, like I say, if you've not gone to the bother of finding out what exactly my business is, well, I, I'm not going to give you five minutes let alone no. my money because mm. if you if you don't know
2: them at least if they've shown an interest you think okay I'll actually engage in conversation because I could tell yeah. you probably invested a bit of your time to find out what I'm about yeah exactly. so at least you, you can take it or leave it but at least you actually say okay fair enough you've kind of read about the product what we do okay I'll, at least I engage in conversation mm. and say thanks but no thanks or yeah we can do something yeah. ones like you said just the generic it's like yeah.
0: just leave me alone like, yeah yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's unreal. So it's
0: like you know, shout out to everybody that's got a LinkedIn profile and receives about a hundred and fifty of those yeah. messages yeah. a day, yeah. like yeah. I do. <laughs> Hi, John. We can help you increase your sales four billion percent.
1: <laughs> I've actually deleted Bye-bye. my LinkedIn because of that.
0: LinkedIn's a powerful tool if you're if you're using it strategically and getting the demographic yeah. of who you're trying to target right but it yeah. is full of charlatans and salespeople, yeah. and yeah. yeah it's just crap um just quick before we get delved into anything else spence i've seen you taking some sips my coffee's virtually gone um steve yeah. going for it this yet? ryan can you drink your coffee please the, the viewers <laughs> are waiting they like <laughs> you drinking coffee you know what? this is my first coffee in three months Ooh. Ooh. three months
2: because obviously, think? I was a very big coffee actor, I was like a three, four man a day. Yes. And obviously I went on oh like a nutritional diet and I went up, weaned off coffee. You <laughs> <laughs> second sip, bro. You uh, used
1: to
0: have second sip. <laughs> i got to say, you can't do it sip, You can't do it once. Mate, I hate
1: it. I say, that's a strong word. Yeah, I, no, to be fair, yeah, I do hate it. So <laughs> you want to be with this being a strong word? Oh, shit, a day. mate. Oh, I don't right. understand how you guys can drink it.
2: Couldn't have too many lemon a day
0: because I'll be bounced off the wall. See how we go. We? Yeah. Yeah. See how we go. Coffee does zero anymore. So right, let's get scores on the doors. Uh, sound engineer who sat there eating some sort of Twix protein combo. Um, what are we saying? I don't think he's no. Oh, the coffee. Not in terms of strength. I don't find that, but that might just be our tolerance. I reckon. I, still, I reckon where I haven't had it in a while. <coughs> oh, so that for that three really months. That's, yeah, it seems three, like Coke. <laughs> like
1: Okay. I'm not enjoying that
0: aftertaste. Seven or, eight out of test. Seven or eight out of ten from sound engineer. I'm going to give it a solid. I'm going to give it an eight. That is a solid eight for me. Actually, yeah. I don't. I don't mind that as a, you know, as a bog standard americano coffee. I know it's not the review that Canary Coffee want. This is a great bog standard americano, but actually that's not bad. What are you saying, Steve?
1: How are you going four? Four. I'm not overly keen on it. I'm not impressed with it. I'm not keen. It just. Shout out to Canary Coffee. Yeah, sorry guys, but uh, Steve doesn't like you. <laughs> doesn't do <anything. laughs> I'd probably guess where you are going
0: to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, so far everything we've given him has been a zero. So if we uh, no, are no, a no. one,
1: for, no matter of fact, it's been a ten out of ten for how shit it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. But so. we're not, we're not grading it on that. <laughs> yeah. Are we, right? So uh,
1: yeah, no zero. Yeah. Zero. Haven't
0: yeah. even cracked a one yet. No. Okay, no, zero.
2: No. See how we go. Coffees would go. I'd go a six. Ooh! Like in terms of I haven't had it in a while, then it yeah it's quite a nice burst and It was quite good. Probably wouldn't jump at the boat to have another one. No. But I think I would give him a, just over okay. the average marks. We'll get, get a you six. back
0: in series two. Yeah. And we'll uh, and we'll get another score. But now, okay, scores on door's coffee, done. yeah,
1: sweet. Um, That's uh, my least favourite that we've tried so far. Oh. Least favorite from yeah. Steve. Sorry, Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> <Gary. laughs> probably yeah. won't tag them in this video. That's my
0: favorite ones. Yeah, hey. Yeah. That's the beauty of coffee, everybody. Yeah. I, don't, I don't drink coffee, so. You do now? Yeah. <laughs> you do now? <laughs> series 10. Yeah, series series 10. Series 10. Ryan's there with an espresso. <laughs> yeah. Loving See,
1: life. Series 10. I have like four yeah. cups next week, so can I have another one, please? <laughs> What's the.
0: Um, pro gear what's the plans then for like in terms of obviously you've got quite a few colorways at the minute yeah you've got some funky ones um you've got some some kind of plain ones things like that what's are you i guess the obvious question are you sticking with socks yeah, or are so, you doing what a lot of sports companies do and go we are specialists in this product and we're also going to do water balls. <laughs> no, like, what not, are you going
2: to do not not yeah so like we want to be quite diverse with potentially dip into other rounds, but we yeah, yeah. It's, that's not like our main focus whatsoever It's like our main so we we've said to the chaps and they agree primarily focus on our product okay because we want to make it our own and like as a go-to when people think socks okay pro gear yeah. that's that's where you've got to go and that's your forefront because i think the problem if you don't have that as like your main focus especially if you're not quite established yet you kind of lose that aura about what you're trying to develop within your business and you probably will start to drip off and it won't do as good as if you don't know, maximise all your effort into that one product, so... Where
1: we're that, looking, at them, It's that USP, isn't it? It's just yeah. only that USP,
2: yeah. Yeah, so that's like our main, fo- like, we've obviously passed ideas of things, okay, and if, like I said, we've looked at, like, five-year plan, what we could potentially start to introduce, we've had ideas for that, but at the moment, what we're looking to do, so in the next couple of weeks, we're slightly tweaking the colour changes, <laughs> and so we're bringing out more colours, um, and we've mentioned to our manufacturer, you would have seen it on our social media at the moment, so we've got a new black pair coming out, and they're all, an all black. okay? Because what they, they've looked at the moment with our it's like a white bottom, but then the colours, but we kind of go for like a fully fleshed, the whole colour within the socks. We're slightly tweaking the design for that, just think it looks a little bit more clean yeah. as a product. So these are the comfort ones. So that was one thing we wanted, because I've had a couple of people say to me, they, they've loved the grips, and then even just day-to-day work, just as comfort, they said, have you got, are you just going to do normal cotton socks? And we said, that's something we can look into. So that was one thing. So at the moment, these are like our white comfort socks, which we've got. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to see exactly the same, but polar opposite, but black. So just with the logo being white and then the black socks, we, they're just common socks. And we think, a comfort socks, comfort socks. We wanted to obviously make it soft with the cotton we want to use. And, in short, it was something different from like a, a night UC or an Adidas. Um, and it's something we've had quite really good reviews on for what we've used because it was something, wasn't was the main focus at start. But again, we had like a few samples thinking, okay, what's a little bit different to that than other socks? And we just wanted to just make sure and sort of stitching around the toe was soft, the bottom, and then elasticate because I'm quite one, I like it quite tight on uh, my calves. Um, and that was just some little features and touches we wanted to do for those. So they'll be coming out soon um, in different deals. Um, and again we literally did a poll yesterday on we wanted to kind of put it to the people in terms of colours because um, at the end of the day we can kind of throw different colours out and we know we can always get those but at the end of the day if we know there's a demand for a specific colour what customers are asking for then we're kind of looking into that focus I think off yesterday's poll there might be a potential sky blue colour coming out um, and an orange colour looks like the next popular one a yeah, um, lot of time for that yeah so <laughs> it's the right orange yeah so I think it'd that. be quite like a bright like not kind of like fluorescent but maybe not so strong but that, that kind of colour we we're probably looking to go for and so then we've still got our, our red, our blue, our white, our black our grey and our pink
0: you Do what Under Armour does and produce a camouflage version of everything yeah, like, so, I think It must be a trend at the minute but every yeah. every single sports brand, everything yeah. comes in camo Yeah so we, we did have one
2: company um, come to us regarding our socks and they were like a CrossFit gym and they wanted to take our socks and potentially, so you would have seen like the tie-dye socks. Yeah, yeah. Um, So they wanted to actually take our product and use it on their website and just literally tie-dye it and use it. And Again, we're still speaking to them as like a potential option but again, it was what they were kind of proposing We wasn't that keen in Mm -hmm. terms of what they were asking so we were a little bit reluctant but we've had like ideas like that and we've spoke about ourselves potentially doing but again, I I think we want to be a bit careful because we... We want to obviously go with the trends and the phases, but we don't want to invest a lot of time into something where I think within three, four months, you know, it's it's going to be out. we, We want to be focusing on our product where... A bit of longevity towards it, um, and that's why we're kind of going with the basics with the color waves at the moment.
0: It's easy to become a magpie, isn't it? No matter what yeah. trend or industry you're in, like we talk about magpies, and the next shiny thing, and the next, you know, and people want to do it in every aspect of business. Whether they you know, they're uh, an SME of five ten people or a twenty thousand person conglomerate, like quite often they can be magpies, yeah, and they can follow the next shiny thing, yeah, and that is a short term roller coaster, yeah, and no. that is hard because you know people consumers know that you're a fickle beast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they'll latch onto you, but actually, eventually, you know, and for some some examples, I mean, you know, you look at like Pretty Little Thing and ASOS and be like, they've, they've made a living off of being magpies. Yeah. But actually now they've got it down to, they've all got their, their own built-in house brands, they've got yeah. their basic lines, they've, they've yeah. done it for a certain amount of time. But yeah, being a magpie is, is dangerous, well, isn't it? Yeah, because
2: I, I think you could potentially do it, but that's only when you get so established. So like, yeah. like you said, like like an ASOS or something yeah. like that, yeah. they've kind of generated their business and they've got what it is, they can then have the luxury to potentially delve into those areas yeah. because of how successful they already are. If so it even goes if, it, wrong, if it goes wrong, it's what's like, the biggie? We tried it, who cares, yeah. we, we're still like, making so much money in terms of like their main focus business. Like a House well, Fraser or John Lewis or
1: something like that. Yeah. The same yeah, thing. yeah,
0: but it doesn't matter, does it? If you're a, if you're a five billion pound company and you make a 200 grand flop, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you know your demographic
1: reality. of who, is a fan of your product, mm. uh, then you can potentially get away with. Probably gonna have to be closer to the mic, Steve. So I just keep telling you, Steve forgets where our mic is, people, <coughs> Steve needs to be close to the mic. And now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> On to demographics. Underlucky <laughs> Steve, yeah. demographics. Yeah, so mm-hmm. if you're a company that's fairly well established in terms of you know exactly who your demographics are, then you could potentially get away with com- continuously changing what you're doing. Yeah, 100%. But I think. Uh, picking up on the undertones of what you're saying, um, you are being more protective, um, more aware of what you're doing and where you're trying to head to.
2: Yeah, so I think definitely in terms of like customers, so one thing we looked at obviously was like advertisements on in terms of like social medias and setting like the age ranges for example, right. Okay, because obviously when we initially kicked off we were like, Okay, this can go to like obviously a wide audience. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we will see what picks up the most interest. And when we looked at in terms of engagement, I think we sell it at. Um, I think at first it was like sixteen to. I think it might have been fifty at the, the first time when we did it. And in terms of engagement, we weren't getting much at all um, in terms of the demographic, which we were quite surprised by. Um,
1: is that because you set the that broad- is a broad, broad range t- for? Because yeah. we set it quite,
2: quite broad, and obviously because yeah. it was like the first time starting out, we were kind of unsure at that point. Okay, what's obviously target anyone could wear the socks you know you can be 70 75 if you go for walks you still wear the socks but we just wanted to know what was the niche market for who's exactly going for them um and then when we start to look at the customers and people approach us we kind of started to gauge in terms of ages um so initially now in terms like all our advertisement we always do um 16 to 40 okay and then Depending on who's buying within that month, sometimes we might cut it to 35. Sometimes we might up it from 16 to 18. Because mm-hmm. um, one thing one of my partners is quite good at is within the specific time, who in terms of customers are engaging within those certain sports. So, for example, like when the Euros were on, yeah. we we knew. There was quite a lot of engagement in terms of sport for the football aspects so we kind of targeted like 16 to 27 year olds in terms of like football aspect in terms of content because we knew it was big on the euros and we thought that could be the time to generate mm-hmm. like when the us open was on when emma was doing so well for us yep. we knew in terms of demographics that was kind of like our target area because we trying to like pinpoint specific sports it's happening at the time because again that's where generating buzz um, to try and get within those different sports and those markets.
0: Yeah, it's all about Google Trends. For those people that have never actually used Google Trends, Yeah, Google Trends is probably the craziest... Well, I mean, there's lots of different versions, but yeah, go on Google Trends and actually see live what the search volumes are for stuff around the world and then just, as they call it, piggyback marketing. like yeah, Get, get yeah, on the back yeah. of it and ride that wave. Ride the wave while you can. Yeah, ride the wave while you can because it won't be there in a week's time. People have moved on, so... Mm yeah no that's, that's cool that's a good point yeah. that's cool you've got a game today haven't you so like game today yeah so we got so we got
2: Hastings in the FA Cup today yeah. um, so again it's the third round qualifier so hopefully successful today and we've got one more round which will be the fourth qualifier. so get through today get to the fourth and if we win the fourth it's the first round proper um, so that's when like all your football league teams will start to come in it. so every non-league player's aspiration, especially with a good cut run, you want to get to the first round, yeah. Because um, as a player, I've never got, I've always got, I got to the fourth round qualifier probably like I think six times now, and just fell short, and it's absolutely broke me. So that was one of my, this one of my main targets every single year is get to the first round proper. Because all you can hope for is getting a away draw against say like a Sunderland yeah. who are currently in like League Two or like a, like a League One side, um, which would be ace be great um, wouldn't it yeah so fingers crossed hopefully we get through today first but no easy task playing you know what's it's like romance the FA Cup play a lower team oh, expected to win and it's, it's an upset yeah so fingers crossed there's a lot of
0: Cinderella teams that yeah. come along to the ball don't they so fingers so. crossed we're not in the path of someone's story like that so yeah we get through ah, today. it's only Hastings yeah. shout out <laughs> to, shout, shout out, out to any viewers or listeners yeah. from Hastings you yeah. <laughs> have had a Canary coffee now as well so yeah. you'll You're be alright yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, no be all good
1: Hmm? You're making yourself popular today. Yeah, well, you
0: know, if you can't if you can't offend people on a podcast, where can you offend people? Yeah. This is what it's all about. Yeah. You know? Have the media, use the media. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, that's good. I mean yeah, I mean obviously you've used our place here that we filming the podcast in for photo shoots and stuff like that, yeah. so it's kind of been cool for us to kind of see the journey and, and see where it's going. But all the trainers, I mean myself included, a lot of us use the socks. Yeah,
1: like I said, I mean my deadlift day stuff is, is great. Yeah. And I prefer to wear it doing deadlifts with flat, with no shoes rather than with shoes.
0: Yeah. Just
2: personal preference. Um, the grip on it, I don't have to worry about any of that, and it's just awesome, so comfortable as well. Yeah. Even with like the tactical, so comfortable. Because that was one thing we looked at. Because um, I used to do a little bit of weightlifting a few years ago at like a gym, and like they said that when I looked at the idea in terms of people training just in their socks, and I remember once I did it, and I just wore like, my Nike socks at the time. Like, yeah. like again, I. Lucy, they're yeah. the rolling down. you just want to stay in there. Yeah, so then that was like a big in terms of like media coverage and content we want to was you can just wear your socks and you, you see people just wearing it in their videos. Okay, use our training socks in terms of like said performance. Mm-hmm. It will help and aid that, and like you said about the gripping aspect for it. Yeah, I'll um, definitely some more. That's for sure. And and, it, and it's been great. Like I can't thank you enough, Ben, in terms of allowing us to use the gym. The that context is it's, right. it's, it's been ace, um, and it's helped us massively. We've already seen kind of spike in trends in terms of engagement from like, the pictures and content we've had from you um, and it's great when I do come in and like I see the trainers in like I get a buzz that they're wearing it and, and yeah. it's, it's great when you can see a product in person and yeah, someone actually enjoying it and using it. it's, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a good feeling like you can tell people you know enjoy cool what you're kind of doing it's cool you. when
0: you take something from kind of that vision, the that, vision. That, that day one vision and then yeah. actually make, you know having that vision is one thing getting people to buy in is another getting people to wear it and believe in it whether you're there or not is the key yeah. you know especially like it might be someone wearing those socks and they don't know who you are because you're no. in similar classes and that's the best yeah what,
2: what was quite funny is um so I, obviously i work at Harvard college as well um so i teach on the football program and it would have been probably about six months ago now and obviously i was taking a session with the lads and i saw one of the lads have the so- pair of socks on <laughs> and also i just coach, i was just finished my coaching session anyway and I, I pulled the line out I said, oh, they're nice socks. He was like, oh, yeah, I, I saw, them, saw them advertise them the other day and I, I bought them, I really like them. And he didn't know I was actually the face behind them. <laughs> and I didn't even say to him then, I thought, I'm not going to mention it, but I've, it's cool that I actually yeah. saw the one, of my, thing, saw one, one yeah. of my students don't even know I was the face behind yeah. the brand and he's wearing my socks in my coaching session. It was I love just, it. it. It was ace. <laughs> it, it What's was better
0: a, than having to brag? Not needing to. Not yeah. needing to.
2: Yeah, that is the best. I it, yeah, it was it was quite a cool moment to see that and him not recognizing that and he was kind of selling me the socks he was like saying yeah oh, yeah, they're really good like, like how yeah. me and when
0: playing and I was like yeah have to sell them to me I love that someone yeah. probably told him after and he went oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> really
2: what was the uh, that funny story you were talking about earlier with the Sam yeah. This, yeah so obviously when we initially got our plan and look at designs um, like if you looked at our initial design now what we've got we think it's quite clean and we're enjoying what the product looks like but if you looked at some of our previous ones um they were just nowhere near what we expected or wanted. So in terms of like, went back and forth in terms of like our silicone grips of what we've got, like some of the initial ones we had, um, after like when wash, they would literally fall off. Um, the actual lettering and stitching, um, again after like a wash or even just wearing them after performance would be coming apart. Um, there's ones which we expected to have, um, and like the writer would literally be minuscule, so you kind of like sent it across what From you wanted. gear UK. You, yeah, literally, yeah. it was like, there was one, it was a, literally just a white sock, and it was like little triangles at the bottom, and you couldn't even see our, like our printing, and we was like, oh my God, this is a lot harder than we, than we thought, um, and little things, you kind of have those little hiccups, because I think looking back in terms of samples, because for one sample, I think it cost, for one sock, it was like 140 quid. Um, just just for the sample and then you would get that one we would, it would come and say it's on its way and you, 140 pound you get that sock and then it comes and you're just like oh my god this is nothing how we expected or how we want it to go and it probably took about five or six pairs until we actually got one we were like right, this is it this is what we're going to go with in terms of our first release so in terms of like financial, Did you have to
1: compromise for that? or was
2: it like no, that this, so, this, this is it because that's the kind of risk we had to take because you know we didn't in terms of no like our suppliers and again it was trying to build those relationships with those types of people um, and once we got it and obviously we took the hit we were like okay we know obviously not to go through them again that's okay we've learned from it next person making sure in terms of lettering this is what we wanted okay the next one come exactly what I wanted but then the grip wasn't good enough it was like okay, we we can't go this. We would then ask them potentially to tweak and change. We would get it again, not what we asked for. And We think okay, this probably isn't the right supplier for us. We might have to start looking elsewhere. So it was a lot of trial and error at first. And we like we said, we probably we probably spent over five hundred quid just on samples for like five pairs of socks, which is not bad to be fair. Which Michael. not bad, no. But like, and once we then got what we were happy with, and then it came, and then we got off for a stock. Like like I said earlier, we made we broke even afterwards and made our money back. We made our money back just from close friends from the samples of like within the first week. Okay. So it wasn't really a bad thing in terms of when we actually released our stock in terms of our first sale. Like I said, two, three months down the line we already
0: started to see that like growth of the business which was which was brilliant. Nice. Yeah. It's all it's it's hard, isn't it? Like people want to talk about Getting things produced in the UK or getting things produced in Europe, and obviously ideally we would. But yeah. as I said, yeah. we deal with for a couple of different things. For the fitness medical stuff, we go we go to Asia, and it's hard because you you cannot match you know you can you can want to produce in the UK you can want to produce in Europe but forget Brexit forget COVID forget anything else it doesn't matter Asia is still the number one player when it comes to mass producing stuff for them for sale Um, but the communication aspect is hard that's the biggest
2: challenge yeah I mean
0: these guys were laughing because I downloaded the Hello Chinese app and started learning Chinese because it was actually quicker for me to learn basic, and I mean basic, like it's terrible, but I yeah. can now say, hello, how are you, and basic things yeah. like that. It was quicker for me to do that than it was for me to sit there for yeah. two hours, chat to the contact that I had, trying to trying to explain what the word stitch means for, yeah. for gym kit cloth. And yeah. so it was quicker to just learn the word.
2: Yeah, we, we find it as well, because there, there'd be certain suppliers and we would look at like some of their products or what they'd done for previous people, and we would approach them and they didn't speak English. And, it, and like, it's, like you said, it, it's very difficult and it's sometimes it's frustrating thinking, okay, we can potentially go down this avenue, but we can't actually communicate with them. With and then likewise, we had other people um, who were very slow at responding. Okay, we looked at the keynote product, but then in terms of communication, different time zones. So at times we would be approaching them, they would be asleep and it would just never correlate and work and couldn't get things done. So. Like we said, ideally, if you could go in the UK and, like I said, you can get stopped between two to three working days and it's shipped, you're absolutely flying. But in terms of quality and what you want, sometimes you've got to deep into those realms and go okay. elsewhere to try and get the best product you can possibly yep.
0: produce. 100% 100% and you know people want to moan at it but that is the nature of it and yeah. it ain't going to change anytime time soon no,
2: yeah. I think as a customer standpoint it's, if you know that's the best product you're going to be getting and you've got to have that extra wait time then what's going to be an extra week or so yeah. as long as you're going to be yeah. getting a better product if you know the
1: quality of the product you don't mind no. yeah.
2: and you've, you're going to have more longevity with it whereas okay we can go to UK and similar thing but it, you wear it two, three times and yeah, it's, it's gone. gone and it's gone yeah. Yeah. So it's done yeah so it of yeah.
0: falls down on your own Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. No, nice, that's cool. Mate, it's an interesting journey. We look forward to following on. I know you've got to shoot because you've got a match to go to. Yeah. Um but yeah, best of luck for that. Hope you spank them. Yeah, I Um in. but uh, yeah, no, thank you for coming <laughs> in. Thank you, you for it? chatting with us. So thank back. you for so kind of yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. As uh, as Ziffy. I didn't, he knows I didn't kick it for football. a living. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't worry I don't want <laughs> that. No, but no, thank you, man. Thank you no, for was coming say, in. It's a pleasure to be on, thank you for letting me come on. Yeah, awesome. So yeah guys, anyone that's obviously enjoyed it, give the video a like. Follow us on Spotify, the Muscle Business Podcast. Loads of cool guests coming up soon. Loads more coffee. Um, Yeah, and hopefully season two, when this guy has his socks on ASOS, we'll get him back. The dream. All right. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers, guys. That's a wrap.